y'all. It's Betsy with the Dickey Foundation, and you're listening to Dickey's Doing Good, the podcast where we tell good stories about good people doing good things in the community. I'm thrilled because my guest today is Lieutenant Scott Stitham. Scott is with the Irving Fire Department, and he's been with that department for more than 11 years. Thanks so much for joining me today, Scott. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Well, awesome. For folks who don't know you quite as well as I do, tell us about yourself, your firefighting career, and how you came to be where you are now. Um, well, I'm originally from Illinois. Um, grew up um, in northern Illinois. Went to college, um, got into the hotel business actually after that. Did that for about 10 years and then uh, just uh, kind of did a 180 in my life and became a fireman in my early 30s and uh, it's been great. It's been uh, the best job I could ever imagine. That's quite that's quite the career change to go from, you know, hotel management over to, over to firefighting. Yes, it definitely is. It definitely <laughs> is, but it's been great. So tell me about your work with the Irving <clears throat> Fire Department. Well, um, we go in, we do work 24 hour shifts. I think most people know, and then we're off for 48 hours and we go in work at the fire station. Um, it's, it's great. It's a great, uh, team environment. We make our meals together. We eat together. We hang out together. We sleep, um, when we can, we make calls together and, um, it's just really great. It's, uh, I couldn't imagine a, a better, um, environment or a better job. So kind of here here in Irving, which for those folks listening who may not know, it's a suburb here in Dallas where it's right right next to it. Right. Um, so are there kind of particular kinds of calls that you all get response or get called to or is it just everything? Really anything under the sun. The majority of our <laughs> the, the majority of our calls are medical calls. Um, okay. Just people having any kind of medical issue um, ranging from, you know, stub toes to as extreme as you can think car accidents, you know, CPRs, things like that. So that's most of the calls, but uh, we're in a lot of car accidents. Uh, we do obviously fight fires when those happen. Um, they're not as, as frequent as the others, but yeah, anything you can think of where somebody's basically like, I don't know what to do now, that's generally when they call us. <laughs> right, so. but people know when to call the police, but it's like, do I call fire? Do I call EMS? And you, you mentioned that, so, so you went to college and everything, and then you went to EMS school. What, what does EMS school look like? Well, there's a couple levels you can go. There's EMT school, which is emergency medical mm -hmm. technician, and that's basic. Um, it's a lot of first aid and taking vital signs, things like that. Um, and that's the basic level you need to be a fireman in, in most departments. And then the advanced level to that is paramedic. And that's where we learn um, how to do EKGs and give medications and do you know invasive procedures, IVs, things like that. Um, the things you really need to do in a critical situation to keep somebody alive or, or whatever the case may be. So. That, um, that's pretty intensive. Most people go to paramedic school for two years on a regular college schedule. In the fire department, we, do, we go for six months and we go every day, eight to five. And so it's really compressed mm -hmm. because um, they take us off shift and they send us there and, and they, we need to get it done fast. So it's a lot. It's, uh, we we kind of refer to it as like uh, drinking water from a fire hose. So <laughs> it's a lot of information in a hurry, um, but it's great. Um, I really enjoy doing it, and uh, once you're once you're done with the six months of school, you you come out and you do an internship on an ambulance where you ride out with crews who've been doing it before, test your skills, make sure you're you're up to snuff, and and then you're that's it. Then you you come out and you ride the ambulance and you're ready to go. So, what do you prefer? You prefer the ambulance stuff or the <coughs> or the fire truck stuff? Because <laughs> it sounds like there's kind of a, a division a division there, a division of labor. There's a little bit of a division. Uh, the fire truck does still make the medical calls with us. We still have. It, the great thing about Irving is we can, we move around the pieces of equipment. So one day you might ride the ambulance, one day you might ride the fire truck and, and vice versa. Um, so we so do you're all cross-trained for everything. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're all firemen and paramedics. Well, we're not all paramedics, but 
well, either EMTs or paramedics, mm -hmm. but um, if you're on the ambulance, you're still going to go on fire calls and the engineers are going to go on medical calls. Um, so you're still going to do all the same things, but the vast majority of us, you know, we got into it to be firemen. So we prefer, you know, riding the fire truck, riding the fire <laughs> engine. But um, I really enjoyed the medical part too. Um, and a lot of guys do as well. Um, I, that was one of my bigger hesitations about going into the, this career was kind of being afraid of the medical part. And it turned out that I really enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I would. So. Yeah, I can imagine. I mean, you're thinking you're you're going to be running into burning buildings and saving cats from trees and all the other things that firefighters have to do. And then you're like, oh, I'm riding in an ambulance. Yeah. Yeah. And those things uh, that people see on TV, they just don't happen that often. So wait, TV's not real. I'm no, so confused. No, it is, it is not real. No. 911 Lone Star is not, you know, accurate. No, it is not. I think an episode of Chicago Fire would be more than I may see in my career in terms of like the dramatics they're seeing but, but no <laughs> well, that's, it's that's probably okay too no that's fine yes absolutely um it's more just day-to-day -day helping people um with not such dramatic things but things that they need help with it's it may not seem dramatic to us but it's dramatic to them you know if somebody's calling us it's generally the worst day of their life mm -hmm. for whatever reason so um it's nice to be able to help people with whatever situation it is so what you drew you to being a firefighter, like you said, you'd been, you'd been in hotel management there for a decade and you, you decided, uh, you know what, I, I'm, I'm going to go be a firefighter instead. Um, yeah, after I did that for 10 years, like I said, and I started having kids and um, I just wasn't home very often. So on the one hand, I was looking for something to be home more often, spend more time with my kids. Um, I also lost a child when he was young and um, going through that experience kind of uh, motivated me to do something that was, um, <clears throat> sorry, something that mattered more. Mm -hmm. So, well, I mean, what you're doing, obviously it, it does matter so much and you are helping people, like you said, on, on their worst days. I mean, no, nobody calls 911 because they're having a great day. Right. Um, so, so kind of what, what if kind of, when you think about your career as a firefighter, what are some of those moments that have really stood out where you've really been able to help someone, you know, get through that, that worst day? Um, you know, uh, people ask me to store to, you know, what's the craziest thing you ever saw? And I'm, I'm really bad at remembering specific <laughs> stories. It, it's crazy how it all kind of blends together. But, um, in general, you know, I just try to remember what it was like to be in that situation. And, um, you know, you just try to be as supportive as you can. And, uh, and again, like I said, whatever you think, how dramatic this call may or may not be, it is to the person who called. So, you know, you just try to give that person that respect and um, treat it that way. And, um, you know, just make it seem, let them know that like, this is important to me as it is to you. And um, this is your family member or whatever. And um, I'm really bad at remembering specific stories, which probably isn't good for you. <laughs> no, it's it's totally fine. You know, it's funny because I talked to a lot of police officers and they're like, oh, you can always tell when someone's on PCP. We don't know what it is. They take their clothes off then they're running around and it just gets weird. So, I mean, they're like, yeah. oh, yeah, the PCP stories. That, that's what they've always oh, got. Oh, yeah. It's, it's definitely entertaining. Um, yes, I've had <laughs> naked people in the middle of the street and all those things. So, um, it's definitely entertaining. Well, that's that's the thing. A lot of times it is it is pretty entertaining. So. <laughs> Well, it's never a dull moment, right? Okay, so so there's never a dull moment in firefighting, which, which is cool. I, I, I that that is a neat thing. What what is the best thing about being a firefighter for you? Um, 
the best thing, I can't say one thing. It's, it's the schedule. Um, it's the camaraderie, um, of working, working with the guys at the station. And it's like I said, helping people, you know, I go to work and I feel like what I do matters. Mm -hmm. So, well, and you were talking earlier the fact that at Irving, you guys do 24 hours on 48 hours off, which, I mean, that sounds like, oh, that's quite the shift, but you all can, you know, catch a cat nap there at, at the station and get a chance to sleep there. But you, you, you could have just come in from a call, get a chance to shower, finally get a chance to put your head down 10 minutes later that that sound goes off. Yes. It take me through that when that happens. Sometimes when you're in the shower, which <laughs> right. is even more annoying. But uh, <laughs> um, now that's, you know, that that can be a drag sometimes, but it's it's really a small price to pay because like you said, we're, we're getting paid to be there for 24 hours. And a lot of that time, you know, we are we're working out or we're hanging out or we're, you know, watching the game, sleeping. So it's great um, that we're a lot of people use the phrase we're paid for what we might do. So, um, that's interesting. Yeah. When you do get comfortable in that bed and you know, you just close your eyes, it, it can get frustrating. Oh, here we go again, but <laughs> it's a small price to pay. It really is. So, and it's just what we do. So you really get used to it. You know, it's, it becomes pretty, you, you get pretty accustomed to it. Well, and you all really have some special skills and I'm not just talking about the paramedic skills. I'm talking about the one that makes you say, Oh, there's danger. I should run toward it to help people. Yeah, uh, I can't really put my finger on how that happens, but um, we all get excited for that. You know, nobody, we don't want to see anybody's house catch on fire. We don't want to see anything bad to happen. But but if it happens, we all want to be there, which is interesting. So um, I don't know what it is. I don't know if we're adrenaline junkies or um, it's just uh, we all enjoy, you know, being in the middle of it. So. I mean, to that point, is is there is there a favorite kind of call that you all get? I mean, like you said, we, we never want to see anyone's anyone's, you know, home burn or life lost or things like that. Right. But is there if is there a call that comes in and you're like, oh, cool. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's <laughs> going to be a big fire, which and again, let me preface that we do not want to see that happen to anyone. But yes, that's that's going to be the thing that gets us going the most. Because sure. you 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 became a firefighter to fight fires. Exactly. Yes, exactly. that is that is really what you know. All the little boys want to grow up to be a fireman and fight fire. That it's oh, not about my, my seventh birthday party yeah. was was absolute was a firefighter birthday party. Yeah, we we had a fire truck and we get to ride around the neighborhood. It was really awesome. And we're, and we're the same way. We're grown now, but we're still basically the same kids that just want to be firemen. So, <laughs> so that's that's the easy answer for sure. I love that. So okay, since you, since you're telling me, you know that the, the, these shows like Chicago Fire are not actually reality TV, and that it's probably not portraying it quite quite right. What do you think the most misunderstood thing is about? firefighters that's a good question um probably probably that that people probably think that that's just what we do is we just fight fires and it's really a small part of what we do mm -hmm. um we we do a lot of training we do a, a ton of medical um we do a ton of just jack of all trades things um Working on figuring out, you know, grandma's uh, furnace because she called because she smelled gas and we have to figure out what's going on there. Um, so maybe people don't understand the really 90% of the time we're doing things other than fighting fire, mm -hmm. you know.
So, but I don't know. It's hard to say. Like, <laughs> I don't really know what people think about what we do. <laughs> well, we, so. we see it on TV and it looks really cool. Uh, <laughs> it is really cool. It is really cool. And you all are helping a lot of people, which I, which is, is certainly wonderful. So what would you tell someone who was interested in following in your footsteps, whether it's a, whether it's a, a mid career change or it's <laughs> someone who's thinking, Hey, being a firefighter sounds kind of cool. I would say, uh, if you have any interest, I, w I mean, I would pursue it and go into it with an open mind and um, realize that it's not for everyone. Some people try it and it's it's not for them. It's definitely not for everyone, which is fine. But um, if you're interested in it, it, it really is um, the best job in the world. Like I can't imagine not doing it. So um, definitely at least give it a shot. I, I love, I love, it. I love that you're so passionate about it. I think, I think that is just, um, just the most wonderful thing. And I, I'm always so happy when people are able to find the, marry their career and their passion. I just think that is, is a very, very yeah. cool thing. But kind of as you, you mentioned that you you have a family, and as you're out there fighting fires and responding to disasters and things like that, has there ever been a time where you're fighting a fire and you're like, I just hope I make it home to my kids tonight? Not for me. Um, obviously that does happen. Uh, it hasn't happened to me. I have not found myself in a situation yet that, that, that it was that dire. Knock on wood. Yeah. Knock on wood. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, you know, and I hope that I don't, but you know, I may, mm -hmm. but I, it, it hasn't happened to me yet. No. Has there been a call or a response where there were people that you were able to help and, you know, maybe something that really touched your heart or really kind of changed how you do things? can't think of off the top of my head um the situation i went through in my own personal life mm -hmm. i would say would be that mm -hmm. um and so that really hasn't changed you know um i can't think of a specific call where you know that's certainly been reinforced mm -hmm. um over the years but well i think one of the things you mentioned um when we were visiting earlier with that event that happened in your own personal life, that it was it was the compassion and the professionalism of the firefighters that that when they showed up that it it made you show there was something that like a lot of, a lot of people have a lot of different kind of jobs, but the kind of job where you really could make a difference it was out there it was out there doing that right yeah that's what I was um, really impressed by and mm -hmm. thought you know I should do that I can do that I, I really thought that I could do that and I should do that and um, that was obviously the right decision so. So do your kids want to follow you and be a firefighter too? I don't think so. Um, <laughs> if they did, what would you tell them? I would encourage it wholeheartedly. I mean, I love it. So, and I would, I hope that they find something they love as much, just as much. Mm -hmm. um, that probably is not the direction they're going to go, but it's, you know, they're 14 and 12, so who knows? But, <laughs> you never uh, know. No, well, it, it could change three more times before tomorrow. It will. Yeah. So I couldn't even tell you sitting here today what they want to do. It probably has something to do with gaming or YouTube or who knows, but it's, <laughs> uh, it's not that currently. So okay. Who knows though? Fair enough. So you spent a lot of, a lot of your time helping people. Who are a few people who've really helped you and made a difference for you, whether it's in, in this career or previous career or life in general? Um, well, my parents, of course, my parents were fantastic. Um, gave me every opportunity I, I ever needed. So, and I've been <clears throat> completely supportive of anything I've ever wanted to do. So, um, that's the obvious answer. Um, and then once I decided to jump into this career, I had no history or background. I don't have family members who've done this before. So 
I really had no idea anything about the, the industry. So um, just the people that I hired on with and the people that trained me, um, my first crew that I worked with as a rookie, um, they showed me the ropes and um, more than that, kind of just welcomed me into the family, which mm -hmm. was, um, I had just moved to Texas at the time and I didn't really know anyone here either. So, um, these are some major life changes. Oh yeah. It was uh, <laughs> all the big changes all at once. A lot going on in my life at the time. So, um, the group welcomed me into the fire station as a family. And, um, that really is what's the best thing about it. So mm -hmm. yeah, that was pretty amazing. Well, and, and I, again, because you made a, a pretty major career shift there, kind of talk to me about that. I mean, in the sense, like I, I completely understand the, the, I want to be a firefighter and I think that is, that is the coolest thing. But you show up for firefighting day one and, you know, obviously they're putting, putting you through the paramedics and the EMT classes and everything else. Mm -hmm. But I mean, that's a huge learning curve. Yes, it definitely is. Um, you go to fire school first before you ever go work in the fire station. Okay, so, so you should go to fire school. You get an idea. You, you learn all the skills and you learn all the techniques and all how the equipment works. Um, but uh yeah it's still a culture shock it's still if you if you came from whatever job you you came from i came from a job where i sat in an office all day and dealt with clients and, um, so it's very different um just the culture and the how everything works it's it's definitely a big learning curve but we do it all the time we have new people come in all the time and that's part of our culture too is training the new people, mm -hmm. you know, and it's just kind of a, a revolving, not a revolving door, but um, it's just kind of a, a, that's kind of how our career path goes. But mm -hmm. yeah, and we still, we, in terms of making the calls and the things we do, we all are still learning every day, mm -hmm. you know, that till the end of your career, you will go on calls where you learn something new or you see something you've never seen before. So, um, but we never do anything alone. There's always a bunch of us doing it. So somebody always has a good idea. Somebody always has a better way of doing it. So uh, that's the beauty. <laughs> don't of do it the bad way. You, yeah. You don't have to, you never have to figure it out all by yourself. So, well, and a few months ago, I was up at um, the Collin County Fire College that we've got up here in, in McKinney, Texas. Um, it's Collin County, Collin Collin County Community College's fire college was up there. Mm -hmm. And again, I mean, seeing what people go through, th this is not like regular college. No. <laughs> um, you know, we were talking about, you know, kind of the heat and the stress and everything else. At some point, are you going through this fi through fire school and you're like, that fire is really hot. I mean, like, I mean, it's, it's, it's like I was expecting to fight fire, but there, I mean, was there some part of it that I just, there's gotta be so much that's kind of surprising if you hadn't planned on going in, into firefighting. Um, well, I went through fire school in the summertime here in Texas. So oh, it was all hot. It wasn't so much the fire that was hot. You know, the training fires aren't super hot like that. But uh, just being in that gear out in the Texas heat all day. Yeah, that is that's definitely eye opening. But um, no, nothing really shocked me. I I came to this later in life, though. So I, you know, I kind of already, you know, I was grown with a family and um, so I kind of had a good idea of what I was going into. Um, I was maybe surprised by how much I enjoyed it, how fun, how much fun it was. So, um, so you're I, out there, you get to play with fire and you're like, and they're paying me for yeah, this. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, a lot of times it does feel that way. Yeah. It really is fun. As long as you keep that attitude, you keep that, that this is fun and they're paying us to do this. Um, it really is. So.
Well, it sounds like you're having fun. Yeah, I'm having a blast. So I've got, so I've got to ask, what's what's next for you? Well, um, one more promotion, hopefully. All right. Um, the next promotion is captain, and that's about as high as I want to go. Um, so that'll, in the next few years, hopefully I'll start looking into doing that. Um, aside from that, just continue, and I've got 19 more years, I think, of doing this. <laughs> there you go. And Put in uh, your 30. Yeah, exactly. And that's that's really it. I, I, I plan to never have to fill out a resume again, basically. <laughs> so that's not a real good answer to what's next for me, but it's what I'm doing is perfect. So there really doesn't need to be a next. I love that. And you're so happy and so content. I was talking with, with, with another first responder earlier today, and she was talking about how she wants to learn how to be content with where she is and not necessarily worry about the next step. And I love it. Yeah. I love that you're, you're, you're so happy and so content. So kind of on that note, what, what would you say is the most important lesson you've learned so far in life? And you're, again, you're still young, so we've got lots of things that we can still learn. But <laughs> what, what would you say is the most important thing you've learned? Oh, not that young. Um, <laughs> We're youngish. That's uh, <laughs> what you just mentioned was a good thing. I'm, I'm definitely not a content person. Um, in my personal life, I've, you know, I'm always looking for the next house to live in or the next car to buy or um, when I was in the hotel business, the next job. Um, so that's probably been the best lesson is uh, being content and happy with where you are, because even in a job like the fire department, we can still have enough idle time to sit around and think of little things to complain about. Mm -hmm. And I always think that it's funny for me just to, to kind of pay attention. Um, and notice if we're coming up with some really like small, not important things to complain about, that means that we really don't have anything big to complain about. Right. So, um, first world problems. Yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> first world problems to the nth degree. Right. Because we really do have a great job and we really are well taken care of. Um, and in any job you can find things to complain about, but, uh, that's been a huge thing for me and to try to pass that on to other people as well. When you guys come in, um, some people do this job, you know, right out of high school or college and it's the only career they've ever had, so to speak. Um, and some of us come to it from other careers, uh, which I like to refer to as a real job. <laughs> and I say, you know, when I had a real job, you know, we, this, that, and the other problem. And, and because this is just so much more fun and to me anyway. So I try to always remember, like, even if I have something small to complain about that, this really is amazing that I get to do this and, um, try to impress on young guys to kind of have the same attitude. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we, there are all things we can complain about, but it doesn't do any good. No, <laughs> that's, no, that's no fun. Okay. So, so you said you, you may, may, may not remember your uh, craziest story, your craziest call that you've had to be on it. But so what, what, if you could step into my shoes and you don't actually have to put them on, what question uh, would you have asked you that I haven't asked you yet? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> um, It would probably be the, that most people ask, I guess, what's the craziest thing you've ever seen? And, you know, I, that would involve me telling you, you know, something really horrendous that happened to somebody else that's, that's probably not really, you know, appropriate to yeah. say, no. unfortunately, you know? No. So, 
but that is that's the question we, we don't get. need to be voyeurs of other people's tragedy exactly yeah uh, but that's the question we get most often mm -hmm. i'm there are some really tragic things that are you know that happen to kids and um so yeah but that, that yeah to answer your question that's the question that i get most mm -hmm. often from people so um is there a favorite call that you can think of where you showed up and you were like this went exactly to plan and that was a great day oh sure yeah i mean we've showed up and um to somebody who was you know no pulse and no heartbeat and done all of the right things we were supposed to do and and brought that person back to life and um i can think of one specifically where the person then came to the fire station a couple months later and had lunch with us so um yeah when that happens that's that's pretty amazing that's pretty so. incredible to have lunch with someone you're <clears> like i saved their life yeah exactly like i didn't <laughs> no we did we did with um you know five of us and all the equipment that we have and all of the um medications that we have and we collectively all did the correct things in the correct order and um you know it worked and so that's that's really what i'm in it for and i think that we're all in it for so that's that's yeah, so that cool is, yeah it is very cool <laughs> I, I love that i love that and you know maybe maybe we, we we'll bring you dickie's barbecue next time you do that um <laughs> so so toward the end of our interviews i've always got to turn it back over to dickie so i've got to ask your favorite dickie's meat favorite dickie's side I'm a big uh, chopped brisket. Guy. Okay. Love I mean, I love all the Dickies meats. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm the guy who struggles to order at most restaurants because I kind of want a little bit of everything. That's what a three but, meat plate's for. Exactly. Yeah. Which, <laughs> I'd have to go chopped brisket and uh, sides. Mm, probably the beans. Okay. I'll go beans. Yeah. I like them all though. All right. You know, mac and, my kids love the mac and cheese. My right. kids want to go to Dickies all the time, and they just get mac and cheese. Well, that's okay. They don't order anything else. Well, what they can do, they can do our brisket mac stack. So you could have your chopped brisket and it's on on the mac and cheese. So that way you okay. get brisket mac stack. We, we, you know, we're, we'll try that. Yeah, next. so you've got extra fun things there. And on Sundays, kids eat free, even better. Okay, so we always finish up with our lightning round. I'm going to give you two choices and you're going to give me your favorite. Okay. All right, we'll kick it off with an easy one. Barbecue beans or jalapeno beans? Barbecue. Sweet or unsweet tea? I don't drink tea. I feel like that was a very pol like politically correct way to pick unsweet tea, but because uh, oh, you know you're from the north, if so I, I, right. If I had to pick one, I'd say sweet because okay. because I really just don't drink tea. So if you're gonna sweeten it up, I'll probably drink it. You're gonna have a beer with your barbecue? Sure, okay. absolutely. Yeah, we'll do that. Yeah. Uh, all right, chopped brisket or sliced brisket? Chop. Sauce or no sauce? No sauce. Not even sauce on the side. No, if I need sauce. Probably not the best barbecue. <laughs> so I generally don't have sauce. All right, see, I'm a, I'm a sauce on the side person, but okay. I, I'm with you on that. The barbecue needs to be able to stand on its own. If it's good chopped brisket that's moist, I don't I don't want to cover that up with anything. There you go. I love that. Okay, I know this one. Brisket or pulled pork? Brisket. And last but not least, ribs or wings? Ribs. All right, that's my choice too. Yeah. But hey, thank you so much today, y'all. My guest today has been Scott Stitham, uh, who's a lieutenant with the Irving Fire Department. Thank you so much for all you do. Thank you for sharing your story and thank you for fighting fires and saving lives. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. If you want more information about the Dickey Foundation, feel free to visit thedickeyfoundation.org. And if you want more information about some of our great owners and the great stories they're doing, please visit dickies.com. We look forward to seeing you next week where we'll continue sharing the good stories of good people doing good things in our community. <laughs>